Would you like to buy allocated whiskey futures? No begging, no going from store to store, just it shows up at your door? Well, if you wanna find out how, then stick around. Well, Bourbon Real Talk family, we have a special guest here today, Sam Fallick from Block Bar. Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, thank you for having me. Uh, Sam actually flew all the way in. Where'd you fly in from? Miami. From Miami, just to be on the show here today in person. I think you might be the first person that flew in just to be live in studio. Well, hopefully that gives you more of an incentive to have me back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, we're gonna drink some good whiskey and we're gonna learn about some interesting stuff. So first off, Sam, I assume that you're a whiskey lover. So yes. uh, tell us how you got started in whiskey. Well, my family's been in the industry for a while. Um, so for us, it was always kind of in our DNA and our blood. Uh, my family's in the duty-free industry, which is kind of how we got started on this endeavor also. Okay. And so kind of like the duty-free shops that you see in like airports and yeah, exactly. you know, yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. border. And then we also are a main distributor for a lot of the premium wine and spirits brands in Latin America and, and in other parts of the world. Okay. So you have probably an importer's license then? Yeah. Well, it works differently in different in different countries, but yeah, we're the main distributor for a lot of these brands. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So tell us in brief, what is Block Bar? So Block Bar sells NFTs directly from luxury wine and spirits brands, mm -hmm. where each NFT corresponds to an actual physical product. Mm -hmm. And then the consumer who has the NFT has the ability to resell it on the platform, gift it to anyone across the entire world, or at any point, exchange the digital version for the physical version. So gotcha. in very simple terms, the consumer owns the product, Blockbar stores and insures it for them, and then we issue them a digital version, which acts as proof of authenticity, verification of ownership, and the right to have the corresponding asset delivered at any time. All of our products come directly from the supplier. So this is very different from the way that it normally works, because generally speaking, when you wanna go out and get some really rare bottle of wine or whiskey, you have, in the United States at least, you yeah. have to go get it from a retailer. You're not really able to buy direct from exactly. the producer with some very rare exceptions, like in Texas, they can sell two bottles and sometimes they do special releases that way. But then once you own it, it is technically illegal for you to transfer ownership of that inside the United States. Exactly. You have to have a license to do so. And especially across state lines, it becomes very difficult. And mm -hmm. people always think that, I mean, they don't think, they know that wine and whiskey is an incredible investment. But then when you actually go to resell that product, it becomes very difficult. And also wine and whiskey is an amazing gift, whether it's for a wedding or a graduation. But once you have to deal with the logistics of actually shipping it across state lines or into a different country, you realize how burdensome that collection actually is. Right. So Sam, functionally, how does this work? So I'm guessing then that you have to have a relationship directly with the producer and they have to decide that they are going to use Blockbar to do this specific release. Is that... Yeah, exactly. I mean, like we were saying earlier, my family's in the duty-free industry. Mm -hmm. So if we wanted to, we could have taken some of the allocation from our stores and then resell it on the platform. But one of the main issues that we're trying to address is that issue of authenticity mm -hmm. in the industry, which I'm sure as you know, there's sure. a lot of issues with, with counterfeit. So what we do is we partner directly with the brands so mm -hmm. that every product that you see on our platform comes directly from the supplier. And then we partner with them. They give us an exclusive release. Uh, a consumer can hear about it in the news. It's in partnership directly with that brand. They log into our website, create an account, and then once they go to pay, they have the option to pay with credit card, wire transfer, or crypto, mm -hmm. any method they want. And then they could either redeem that product immediately, or sometimes brands release the product ahead of time, so it'll tell you when the earliest redemption date is. But whenever you, cho it, whenever you choose to redeem it, it could operate like a regular e-commerce platform, 
you don't need to have any sort of wallet or you don't need to have any sort of experience dealing in blockchain. It could be as simple as you pay with credit card, you're buying it from the supplier and you redeem it on demand or you send it to someone as a gift. And so sometimes, it, it, so probably anybody who is interested in getting access to this level of bottle should have an account because I'm guessing you notify your current account holders when there's a new release that's coming out and they might even get the opportunity to, to pre-purchase it. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. That's actually a really good point because for a lot of the brands, there's not a very good know your customer uh relationship there mm -hmm. because like you said when you buy something especially in the u.s it goes through the three-tier system so it goes from the supplier to the distributor to the retailer to a consumer sometimes that consumer resells it a bunch of different times so part of the model of what we're building the brands are able to see who all of their current collectors are mm -hmm. so then as a block bar member you get early access to certain releases or if you own a certain brand that brand might give you certain perks whether it's special tours to the distillery, access to tastings, or early access to future releases that they come out with. Did you know that bourbon can only be made in Kentucky? False. Truth is, bourbon can be made in any state in the United States. Well, did you know that good bourbon is only made in Kentucky? False again. Have you tried Still Austin? What's Still Austin? How'd you do that? Don't worry about it. Still Austin is a little bit different than others. First of all, they use heirloom grains. All of them are sourced from the state of Texas, which is gonna create biodiversity, but it's also gonna throw off some flavors that are a little bit more bold than what you're used to from the commodity grains from Kentucky. And two, they use a column still. A lot of people have had negative experiences with Texas bourbon because it came off of a pot still and it throws off flavors that they're not used to. So you end up with a flavor that's bold enough to be considered a Texas whiskey, but not so off profile that if you're used to Kentucky, you're not gonna like it. So everything really is bigger in Texas. True. Everything is bigger in Texas, Wes. Yes. Still Austin, Bourbon Real Talk approved. To have a bottle shipped to your door or find a retailer, click the link in the video description. And so once the bottle is actually released from the producer, uh, do you take it to your warehouse someplace? So sometimes the product is actually sold before the, the product is actually ready. So for example, one example that we did, we sold a barrel of wine mm -hmm. before it was bottled and it was going to be bottled in a year. So it gave someone the ability to buy that product before it's actually bottled. Once it's bottled, then they send that to our storage facility mm -hmm. and then it becomes available for the consumers to redeem. So sometimes we have the product available immediately, in which case it operates like a regular e-commerce platform. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes if the product is still aging, it gives consumers access to buying it before it's fully matured and right. usually at a at a more approachable price. Right, right. Because <laughs> the value goes up in yeah, that year exactly. and, and exactly. all that stuff. And so then at that point, you have the bottle in your facility, yes. which where, where is that at? In Singapore. In Singapore, okay. And they have the NFT and they get to watch kind of what's going on with the market value of that bottle and decide, uh, do I want to sell my, my NFT that would be used to redeem this bottle to somebody else or do I want to keep it or do I want to redeem it? Yeah, exactly. And like you were saying, it becomes very complicated in the US if you want to ship it across state lines, if you want to gift it, or if you want to resell it. There's not really a legal way to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's why legally the way it works is the product is sitting in the in the storage facility and you're trading the ability to, to redeem the Demon. product. Yeah. So you could gift it, you could resell it, and we try to make it as as close to having the product on your shelf as like possible. it is here. 
So that's why you can list it for whatever you want. You could list it in whatever currency you want. Um, you could gift it to anyone, like sending an email. We try to make it very flexible mm -hmm. to kind of remove the barrier of entry for a lot of people. Sure. So let's dig a little bit deeper for how it is actually legal for the skeptics out there, because my understanding is you might have a fully licensed facility in Singapore and having the bottle there is great, but I didn't think that you were allowed to ship liquor into the United States without violating you know, the TTP yeah. laws. Yeah, so first of all, it depends on the state. Each mm -hmm. jurisdiction has different laws, but there is kind of uh, an overwhelming majority of states and we have it all listed on our website and also it goes country by country, but there is a lot of states and countries where you can actually import premium wine or spirits for personal consumption. Gotcha. Yeah, and basically- So you're effectively shipping it to yourself. Yes, exactly. You are the importer of record when it goes through customs and it's coming to you. And it's the same way that a lot of these auction houses or international e-commerce websites work. Mm -hmm. They use the same model. And then to resell the product, because you need a liquor license to resell the product in the United States, the way it works is legally you're only transferring ownership of the digital version. Right. And then title only, only transfers to the person once they redeem and they become the importer of record. Right. So basically it allows ownership of the of the product to transfer an infinite number of times, but the physical product is sitting in a bonded facility, temperature controlled, insured in Singapore. And there will only ever be one legal importer of that bottle. Correct. And after they've taken possession of the bottle, any further transfers wouldn't have anything to do with the NFT. Not at and all. It would be illegal. Not at all. And again, we use the NFT for the very basic function of it, which is to prove authenticity and to prove ownership. Mm -hmm. And the real difficulty in the industry, as, as you would know, is once you have the physical product and once a consumer touches that product, authenticity is always going to be in question. Sure. You know, people authenticate the bottle or they authenticate the label, but the liquid on the inside, which is what you're really purchasing, is difficult to authenticate. Right. So that's why we're saying we're going to issue the proof of authenticity to the consumer, but the physical bottle is going to stay in the trusted facility. So then when new buyers or new recipients get that product, they never even have to question if it's authentic or not because it was never touched by, by, a, 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 by a consumer, by yeah. a collector. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the idea behind it. So this is all very exciting. Uh, you're not the first person that I've spoken with about NFTs representing authenticity. Of course. Um, a, another individual came to me and I said, this is all well and good, but most US companies don't like the idea of people profiting by trading their product. Of course. And so what brands have adopted this model since you're in partnership with them? So we have a partnership. Uh, we've released products with William Grants and Sons, which is Glenfiddich, Monkey Shoulder, Balvenie. We've released products with Moet Hennessy, with Sazerac, with Brown Foreman, um, with Dalmore. I'm trying to think of the other ones on the, on the platform, but you're more than welcome to go onto the platform and look at it itself. But most, as you know, most uh, spirits companies are owned by a larger conglomerate. Mm -hmm. So we mo work with most of those con conglomerates. Like I said, LVMH, Pernod Ricard, Diageo, uh, William Grants and Sons, White and McKay, Sazerac. Sazerac is one that my viewers are obviously familiar of with. Um, and probably most of my viewers, because it is Bourbon Real Talk, are mostly interested Me in, too, by the in way. bourbons. I'm a bourbon guy. Okay. <laughs> and so have have you ever done any projects with some bourbons that people would have heard of? Yeah, so we did a release of OFC okay. in six liter products and six liter bottles, which was really exciting. Oh wow. Very cool, yeah. A six, six liter, liter. Yeah. OFC? Yeah. Did it have the cool box and all that too? 
well, you got to go on the website. To that <laughs> but yeah, so those actually were our one of our first auctions on the website. I'm not sure if it was the first, but it was our first bourbon release and our first partnership with Sazerac. Uh-huh. And it was five six liter bottles of OFC bourbon. Oh my God. You got to check it out. That's pretty awesome. So just so y'all at home understand, after Prohibition, it became illegal exactly. to sell anything above 1.75 liters in the United States bottled. And so if you ever see like a three liter or a six liter of whiskey that's from the US, it was bottled for foreign sale. Like yeah. it, it was not meant to be sold here in the United States. But it sounds like if you had bought the NFT, you could have redeemed it and been the importer of record and everything Ex would have been legit. Exactly, and that's what's gonna happen. So those products actually aren't available to redeem yet, but they are going to. So all that makes sense to me. How, and we've talked a little bit about how the producer benefits and why they would want to do this. Mm -hmm. How does Block Bar benefit? I mean, are you guys basically making a profit like a liquor store would selling the bottle? Yeah, so we negotiate a regular retailer's margin with a lot of the, with all of the, with all of our brand partners. Mm -hmm. um, and then and every secondary sale that happens on Block Bar, we take a 10% commission mm -hmm. and we split that 10% commission with the brand. So it's 5% for us, 5% for the brand. And for us, that covers all of our storage and insurance costs, because when you own a product with us, we don't charge you for storage or insurance. Gotcha. And so one of the things that I was curious about from the producer's perspective, I am involved in a couple of small brands, and I understand that when I sell it to the wholesaler, they mark it up, mm -hmm. they want you know 30% margin, the retailer often wants 20 to 30% margin. So when they deal with you directly, do they get to cut one of those tiers out and y'all kind of yes. split up that pie? Yes, They. one of the major benefits of Black Bar is that it's cutting out a lot of intermediaries. Right, because normally there's an importer and then there's a wholesaler. Exactly, and, uh, exactly. Yeah. So we take the regular retailer's margin and we don't mark it up for any of the other, other, tiers. other tiers that we're cutting out. So the producer has an incentive for the really special bottles to keep all that margin in house. You still make a normal profit um, and we've talked a lot about the benefits for the consumers about, you know, being able to trade, redeem, know your bottle safe, authenticity. So I'm sold. I think it's a great idea. How do how do the viewers get involved? Yeah, for sure. Well, follow us on social media channels, sign up for our newsletter, create an account on our website. Uh, we do a pretty good job of informing consumers of new products that are coming around. For right now, we have a release every two weeks, depending on different categories. But stay tuned we have a lot of exciting stuff in store that's awesome and does it cost anything to create an account no completely free to create an account uh and then also whenever you if you gift it to anyone there's no cost associated with it there's no gas fees there's no gifting fee um, we try to make it as easy as possible for everybody awesome and so just go to blockbar.com yep blockbar.com create an account sign up for the newsletter follow us on social media channels and stay tuned. Ah, that's awesome. Well, if this is your first time tuning in to Bourbon World Talk, I'd like to tell you a little bit about our show philosophy. Um, basically, we are all about bringing people together around brown spirits, and that's something that's personally important to me because I lost my brother to suicide in 2014. And in the aftermath of that and trying to make sense of it all, I wanted to do something that would help other people feel the connection and the sense of place that my brother didn't feel. And I saw how connective whiskey was. And I thought, if I can help people get connected to whiskey, the whiskey will do the rest of the job and get them connected to each other. And so that's part of the reason why we started the, the channel. Um, and Wes, who's behind the camera, convinced me to start Bourbon Real Talk community because as you get involved in the whiskey enthusiast world, you start to 
see that there's a lot of troll behavior um, that's tolerated in most of the groups. And you see people being hateful to one another. And that made me realize, one, we needed a group that didn't have that culture. And two, if strangers can hate you online, even though they don't really know you, there's nothing that keeps me from loving you online, even though I don't really know you. And that's why we end every podcast the same way. And that's this. If you woke up this morning and you're unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that I love you. We'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. Cheers. Hey, nice hat. Hey, thanks. Nice lanyard. Nice rocks glass. Thanks, man. Nice travel case. Nice blend topper. Thank you. Nice candle. Nice bottle bag. Thanks, man. That's a nice tumbler. Nice woman's t-shirt. Thanks. Nice uh, extra schmedium shirt. Get yourself some nice things and get all the compliments that come along with it. Shop bourbonrealtalk.com.